I come here to urge every person under the sound of my voice to go to the polls on the 3rd of November and vote your convictions. Now, I know you are intelligent people, and I don't need to tell you who you should vote for. I don't have any fear about that. You know who to vote for. I'm just asking you to vote. Now, just if you need. Welcome back, everybody. It's me, your co-host, Tron Bonafide. We bring you into another episode of Free Lunch. Me and my co-host. Dog, man, what's good? Well, glad to have y'all back. We got two special guests today. Um, I'm going to let Tron introduce those, them two. Um, but I will say uh, these are two uh, highly... And I say highly, I don't I don't use that term lightly, um, but two highly individuals who are um, obviously they are more than qualified to be discussing uh, what we're going to be discussing today, this upcoming election. Um, they, man, they might be overqualified. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, honestly, they may be overqualified, uh, but that's nothing new. I mean, you know, trying to now we are at the bottom of the barrel. So anybody we have on <laughs> is really a lot more qualified for anything that we discuss um, other than ourselves. So w- without further ado, I'll I try to introduce those two. All right. Yeah. So appreciate that, Doc. Um, today we're going to be talking about the upcoming election. So we did want to bring in two guests that have a lot more knowledge than me and Doc have about the upcoming campaign and just um, politics in general. So one of our guests, our first guest is going to be Austin Nichols. He's a law school graduate of the South Carolina Law School at the University of South Carolina. The former SGA president of Coastal Carolina University, Go Shunt. Shunt's up, baby. And, uh, hey, we number twenty right now. We we rank, baby. We rank, yes, sir. And he he also <laughs> was uh, a campaign intern for the Clinton 2015-2016 campaign. And um, our other guest, we have uh, Miss Rashida Williamson. She was Miss CAU 2017-2018, and she is the founder of the New Freedom School. Which she'll talk about that later on as well. And so. We're going to have those two join us and buckle them seats. I ain't never made home. I used to dream about a now when I had four in the split. Yeah, when yeah. you were fucked up, one no niggas around just you and your bitch. Used to live in public housing, got free lunch at the school. Had them drunk for they came out and brought my scrap to the school. Yeah, yeah. I was trapping at school, I was acting a fool. Yeah. I was a freshman and I was the freshest nigga at school. Yeah, yeah. Leaving the school, I was fucking the seniors. I got caught with the scrap and sent to juvenile detention. Yeah, yeah. Hey man, fuck, but everybody don't know what CAU is, so let I mean, Rashida, can you let us know? Clark Atlanta, okay. let's let us Please know. let them know. Clark Atlanta University, the illustrious oh. Clark Atlanta. Okay, okay. They don't know, then. The best HBCU. Let's let the best? You're going to have a lot of my followers hitting me up. I didn't know it. And that's perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what CAU was either. That's why I tried to slide it oh, in there earlier. Man. That's what I'm saying. Like, wow. Oh, man. That's crazy. You about to once you said Clark crazy. Atlanta, I was like, oh, right. Clark Atlanta, CAU, Central Arkansas. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we only bring in the best of the best. So we got Miss Clark Atlanta University, you know, to come in and represent, for one, illustrious uh, black queens across the world that um, are getting heavily involved in politics because we have a lot more women. Um, I'm not going to say a lot more women in politics now, but a lot more being recognized in today's age in politics. 
So we did think it was important to bring Holla, in Rashida, though. a female perspective. Miss Williamson, Miss Williamson, I, I have to ask you this, and I apologize for calling you by your first name, but um, <laughs> let me. I, it, it, I think it's something that you kind of left off. That's kind of a big matter. Um, that is oh, a part does. of your a part of your accolades, and, and I think you left off something. So I'm gonna give you one more opportunity, kind of to add on this additional uh, piece of information because it is very imperative. So yeah. is there anything else <laughs> about you that we should know what something that you may belong to or a group of individuals? Yeah, go go ahead. Oh, I got you. I got you. Go ahead and give us your own bio. Go ahead. Floor is yours. My own. Let's start off. I am a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority. Yes, sir. Let me let okay. you all know that right there. <laughs> <laughs> let this be known. Yeah. That- Again, we got color love. Exactly, okay. exactly. And so I needed you to say that, man. And um, Austin actually is also uh, one of our neos, man. We uh, actually was able to see him come through a couple years ago. Um, Proud to be a member of AIM. Yeah, he's also a member <laughs> of AIM as well. Yeah. I mean, but shout let's, out to the pioneers, real but quick. shout out to the <laughs> shout out to the Pi Gamma chapter, man, of Kappa Alpha Psi. Shout out to the Southeastern Province, man. We we do what we can when we can. Um, most times than not, we do more than what we what we have to do, and uh, we just set the bar high, man. So uh, it's imperative that you two guys kind of discuss. Uh, well, I guess you kind of mentioned uh, the two organizations you belong to because I think a lot of times, more so than not, people uh, at least on the college level, they kind of only see us in one specific light, not necessarily seeing us, um, seeing us the work that we do after college is done, after all our school oh, days are done. Yeah. Um, I know me personally. Being some someone who has relocated to a whole other state, I take pride in my letters. Um, not saying I didn't beforehand, but you don't realize the magnitude it has until you leave out of that comfort zone. Right. So to be able to be in this discussion with you all today, uh, three of us represent Kappa Alpha Psi and, and uh, Miss Williamson, you represent Delta Sigma Theta. So it, it means a lot to be here today because a lot of people ask, OK, well, what 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 do I benefit from um, in regards to? becoming a member of this specific uh, organization mm-hmm. and um, my answer to that is here you have it today uh, five qualified individuals now having a discussion of our future so I appreciate you guys for taking out time today to be here with us thank you hold up boy thank you man hold up thank somebody you. somebody math ain't right did he say five hold up how many of us is I said four he, he did say five, but it's okay. Oh, did I say five? He did okay, say I five. Did. I'm going to be honest. I know I said five, but I thought I was going to be able to get away with saying four. And I thought it was going to be – I didn't think nobody was going to catch it, but y'all caught it. So. Nah, man, it's all good. It's all good, man. But, yeah, so, yeah, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the, the upcoming election. Um, Of course, me and Doc uh, are qualified to a certain extent to talk about what's going on. But uh, we thought it was very important to bring in two people who are way more qualified than we are. So we're going to dig into that um, in a second. But um, before we jump into it a little bit further, like, can we, uh, in all seriousness, uh, I'm going to let you all both go ahead and introduce yourselves. Um, that way the people know who we listen to and who they're, um, who they're hearing from when each of you speak. So, uh, Austin, you go first. Okay. And um, then, Rashida, you can come in uh, right after him. Uh, well, okay. I, I appreciate that. Um, I think Rashida and I both would probably agree that y'all are giving us, or at least giving me, I'll say, way too much credit than what I deserve. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm certainly not qualified or overqualified. Uh, it's just something that I have a passion in uh, and something I'm involved in. Um, but, uh, I mean, I've always uh, been in, in love with politics since I was probably in middle school. Um, Miss Ursary in, in, in early school got me involved in politics and got me loving politics. 
Uh, I interned, as you said before, on the Hillary Clinton campaign for president uh, starting in 2015 to 2016. Uh, later went to law school uh, and then eventually worked for uh, my former boss, who is the House Minority Leader in the South Carolina General Assembly, uh, which is J. Todd Rutherford, um, and is one has been serving uh, as a Democrat in South Carolina since uh, 1998 um, and is now the House Minority Leader. I no longer work for him now, uh, but I just quit working for him recently and i consider him to be one of my mentors in both the legal and political field so okay that's deep okay well as humble as austin was yes we do thank you for the credit that you're giving us but again we are not overqualified and again not underqualified we just have a passion for what we do and what we love mine started i would say senior year of high school when i realized i could really have a career in it uh, mainly through all my debates and all the campaigns that I won, um, I would say that. But just a little bit of my background. Um, I am the founder of New Freedom School. It's a nonprofit organization. We're dedicated to educating the African-American community, mainly about the American politics, your rights, and the electoral process. So we use our social media platform to help you understand what's going on with certain elections, how you can vote, or looking at the simple ballot prior to what's going on. And we also answer questions diligently, especially on election day when people need to understand or, or ask, who do we vote for or where should I go? That's our main focus. Um, additionally, just a little bit of my political background, I would say really started once I went to, well, started attending Clark Atlanta University, I really jumped into the political game back in 2016, working on Caesar Mitchell's mayoral campaign. Um, I was his scheduler at that time frame and helping him with um, campaign financing, fundraising, mainly in that era. For three years, I worked for Senator Rett. Uh, he was actually a senator for the Georgia, well, the state of Georgia, let me say that. And then also, I was a legislative aide for Congressman John Lewis on Capitol Hill for the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation as well in the summer. RP, RP. We can't say that name without saying RP, though. For sure, for sure. He put in way too much work. Yeah, Yeah, most definitely. Learned a lot from him. I can say that. Um, And then additionally, now I just volunteer on some campaigns just as a field organizer, if possible. And right now I'm in grad school for public administration, hopefully to get that career jump started soon. Mm-hmm. Nah, but I got to stop you right there, Ms. Winston, because it's not really a hopefully. Um, I'm, I'm a firm believer of power in the tongue, <laughs> so you have to kind of really... Tongue, boy. Shout, to, re- shout out to Sister Daddy. Slug Creek Baptist Church in Gavin, South Carolina, man. We, uh, I'm yes, a firm sir. believer of power in the tongue, so I, I need you to not really say hopefully. I need you to be able to realize that eventually you will be in that role in your job will continue to be able to inform our people because we are easily influenced as a whole Mm -hmm. and we are easily misled Mm -hmm. so um it's on your shoulders man especially you know being um being a black woman right now but the pressure on is just now right now nah miss williamson (laughs) i know she can i know she can do it but the pressure is on you um and i know you do it because now let's let's be honest um if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris win this election, I don't know how long we may see Joe Biden actually be president because of his age and things like that. Oh man, you so, jumping ahead, but boy. I'm saying I let it say, you know, it, yeah. it's not, a, it's not a hopefully. You got this, you know. We we need you. We need you. She might be next. You know what I'm talking about? I understand. <laughs> we you need you. Thank yes, you ma'am. And and, do, and do, I want to add something to that uh, because a lot of people are going to overlook this. What she just said 
part of what she just said is very, very important. And that is that she yeah. volunteers in, in right. many campaigns uh, or, or events uh, that are politically motivated or politically involved. And right. that is the number one way to be involved in politics uh, from, right. since mm-hmm. the beginning, uh, since, since the ratification of the Constitution. It's volunteering with campaigns and political events. And many people will overlook that and many people shy away from that because because we're in a time now where we need to have, be paid and, and it's hard to survive without getting a paycheck or being right. involved in something, mm-hmm. taking the time to do something without getting a paycheck. But volunteering, volunteering uh, as you know, Rashida would probably say as well, is what got most, if not everybody who is involved in political life uh, involved. And that's just through volunteering on campaigns yeah. and just being there to knock on doors and, and hand out uh, forms. So I commend her for that mm-hmm. uh, because as a volunteer myself, it, it, it's not an easy task. Right. Man, listen, like and, uh, I volunteered with a campaign uh, when I was working down in Jacksonville, man. This this is like school board citywide elections. You know what I'm saying? And if, you, and if y'all don't know, Jacksonville is the largest city uh, landmass wise. So it's a very big population. So I was working with a brother by the name of Daryl Willie. Shout out to Daryl Willie. Uh, he was my executive director uh, with Teach for America. And, you know, he asked me to campaign with him. I didn't think much of it at the time, but it's a lot of hours that's really mm-hmm. put in, like, of our own time. Like, we're this is unpaid. They're putting in thousands, if not, well, I ain't gonna say millions in, in that part, but it's, it's people like putting millions of dollars into campaigning, and they're asking people to help them out for free. And, I mean, I'm walking around mm-hmm. knocking on doors, handing out pamphlets. I'm going to parades. I'm out here kissing babies. Like, I'm doing all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not even the person running for, for the for the position or whatever. So, it's it's really a big deal to go out here and just really give out your time and your effort and your energy. Right. Because that is the only way that people can know who they should or who they shouldn't vote for. Because, like y'all said now, like, that's the, that's the biggest part of uh, politics. And like Doc hit on earlier, our people are easily influenced and easily misled. If we got the wrong people in front of them, but they hearing from them all day, then by nature, they're going to elect the wrong official. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, so it's it's a very big task to go out and volunteer and help out these campaigns, um, especially when you don't see any immediate benefit from it. Most definitely, man. Most definitely. But let me ask you two guys this, and uh, Ms. Williams, I, like, I would like you to leave first, but okay. uh, specifically, why do you feel like uh, politics is important to you? Like, what about it is is, is very important to you? Um, I know that may sound like a, a simple question, because obviously our future is in the hands of, you know, those on our local level, but, but what uh, is really important about it in regards to you and what keeps you going to make sure people are educated on, on that? So I know my answer may seem cliche, but it's not really, like I said, um, I was born and raised in South Carolina. So I'm coming from a line of my great grandmother. She was born into slavery. My grandmother, she was the help. If you watch the movie, my mother, her birth certificate says Negro. (laughs) Oh, wow. So it's like, I'm not that far from the struggle (laughs) at all. Nah. So, Mm just knowing that it really keeps me motivated. And then now just, even though with my education and learning, like I said, with undergraduate degree in political science, and now I'm working on public administration or a master's program, understanding Mm -hmm. what's going on and how 
our community was never educated properly and will possibly will not unless they have the interest. I feel like it's it's upon me to be that light. If I'm going to learn something in class today, maybe I need to share it. If somebody has a question, okay, let me not just answer their DMs when they ask me, okay, well, what's going on right now? Why is this certain question at the end of the ballot seems like a trickery of words to where I don't know if I'm going to be taxed or not for a new, a new special project that's coming on. Let me inform mm-hmm. the public. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not my my part to keep it as a secret. That's my thing. I shouldn't be keeping my education as a secret. I should be sharing it and exchanging it with people. And if the light is through social media, if the light is through my friends, then let me do that. Cause I know at least if I taught one person, they're gonna teach another person and it's gonna continue to spread. Mm-hmm. All right. That's deep right there. What about you, Austin? What what why is that important to you? Why is politics important to you? Well, first of all, that that was an incredible story uh, mm-hmm. that Rashida just gave. I, I would have never guessed guessed that. Uh, but politics are are important to me. I mean, I live by this Aristotle saying that politics is everything, and everything is politics. Mm-hmm. And I think twenty twenty has, I mean, twenty twenty has been a spotlight on that quote from you know thousands of years ago. I mean, we see now. I mean, we earlier you talked about student loans or we talk about the global pandemic. We talk about, uh, you know, race in America. We talk about police brutality. We I mean, we, we talk about anything right now going on in our in the world. Uh, it, it all revolves around politics um, and, right. and mm-hmm. politics isn't just uh, who's in the White House or uh, in Congress or on the Supreme mm-hmm. Court. It, it, it goes down all the way to school board. But also it goes politics is within your own work environment, within your right. own class, amongst your amongst your fraternity sorority life. Um, and so politics is, is everything and it has an impact on us in, in many different ways. And many times it's in the shadows of what we don't see every day. And so I, mm-hmm. I fell in love with politics and I'm involved with politics because it can impact directly, and indirectly people, whether they know it or not. Um, mm-hmm. And I just want to be able to fully understand as best I, as best you can, what's happening, so that way I can be like Rashida said, um, somebody who in the community people can turn to or or ask for, you know, support or or answers. Man, that's deep, man. Like I, I appreciate y'all input on that because I can say for myself at least, I don't know about adult, but. Politics, I mean, it's something we always, you know, coming from South Carolina, I think we all were uh, born and raised in South Carolina. Just coming from South Carolina, um, I don't think politics is something that you, for one, it's something they definitely ain't teach to us. Mm-hmm. They don't really teach you politics growing up. All they teach us is slavery, the code of slavery, who grew what crop and what part of South. That's all we learned in school, like, you know, going coming up. So um, what Rashida hit on earlier, just like, it's it's her job to not only just keep the knowledge, but share the knowledge as well. Like, I really appreciate that you said that. Cause I mean, I'm a, like, I'm a witness of her doing what she's saying now. Like I follow her on Instagram. She's always posting about this or that, even if it has nothing to do with who some of her followers may be like, she's posting stuff about Georgia. I'm not in Georgia, but I, I tap in, see what it's about. I might know some people in Georgia and let them know as well. So it's all about being able to spread that knowledge. Cause for one, uh, just growing up in South Carolina, the knowledge isn't given to us. And growing up without the knowledge given to you, it can cause a divide as you get older. Like, I'm older now. I'm 27. And, you know, when we look at politics, I'm not looking 
too far down the road in politics. I'm looking like what can happen for me immediately. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people may not think like that. They may think the only election they should really get involved with is the presidential election. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. all in all, they should really be looking at everything that's going on in the city, their councils, like the elected officials in their uh, their county or whatever their state is. And I think that's the biggest misconception that a lot of underserved communities are going through. Like we didn't learn enough at an early age to really know that we can make a difference um, with information that, that, that that's given to us. And I really like the fact that y'all are like so motivated and so driven to give out that information to the people around you because it drives everything around us. And, and what we, what we, what doesn't get talked about enough is that elections and, and what we see on CNN and MSNBC, that is a form of politics. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's not all of politics. I mean, politics is, is whose daddy is who, who's married to who, who. Oh, that's Mar. I already yeah. know you. You Maurice's son, though. I know you. Oh, <laughs> Maurice. I know old Maurice. Maurice worked with my pops. I know old Maurice. Yeah. Maurice real proud of Mr. Uh, Austin Nichols. He talk about you all the time, man. So, yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, that, that's, all poli- that's all politics, too. And those are mm-hmm. the things that you don't see on a ballot. Um, mm-hmm. right. But that have impact, you know, each and every day. Mm-hmm. Now, most definitely, and you, uh, you, uh, trying, you hit on something that we kind of touched on on one hundred and five. Um, when we uh, we talking about a, uh, you know, the the title of that episode was a dollar in a dream, and we had one of our own brothers from the southeastern province on, uh, uh, Tim Timothy Webb, and he was just talking on. We were, well, actually, we were all just talking on the importance of, I think, right now more so than ever, is using our own resources within our community right now is, is the most important thing. It's more important now than it has ever been in the past. And the reason why is because as a people, as black people, I feel like now at this point, we are just as qualified to educate our own people or to make our own people aware of certain things than we ever have been in the past. Um, in the mm-hmm. past, you were just whoever is the Democratic representative, that's who you vote for. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how our parents were brought up. Um, me personally, have I ever voted Republican? Absolutely not. But would I, if they were talking about bettering my people, opposed to whoever was representing Democratic Party? That's a possibility. But yeah, I, I think now more than ever, it is important to educate our own people. So for Rashida, for you, Rashida, and for you, Austin, um, I do think that it is very imperative, and I just uh, hope and pray that you guys continue that same effort um, and, and keep the same the same energy um, to make sure our people are educated and that they realize that it doesn't start mm. with the president. It really, truly doesn't. It doesn't. So, and, and, and Nor I hope, does it end with the president. Right. Yeah, right. So, you know, hoping that we continue to shift the narrative because I believe as as black people within our own community we have made a lot of um progress. Now, as a, in regards to us as black people in this country, how other people see us, not so much, but as a people within our own communities, I feel like we have made a lot of progress. We educate each other now. Um, you know, we're starting to shift from that competition within our own community to, to helping one another. And I hope that it's not just in this black lives matter, um, era. Movement. Yeah. I, ho- I hope it's yeah. something that's continued success. 
Um, but mm-hmm. you know, but like like we've said multiple times throughout this this episode already, speaking with you guys is that um, you know we can't really thank you enough because uh, our people really need to know what is going on. Our people really need to know that hey, this is this is the election you should be paying the most attention to. Yes, you want to vote for mm-hmm. the president, but hey, you need to get out there and vote for your senator. Get out there and vote for your governor. Get out there and vote for you know those running for school uh, school board positions and things of that sort because it, it, it mm-hmm. all is a trickle-down effect. So um, that, that ties right. into what you said as far as is, is educating our own people because we have to be educated, guys. We, re- we really have to begin to, to make our presence not just felt, but make sure these people and these political figures, whether they re- rather what party they represent, make them realize that these this group of people isn't going anywhere, and they have evolved to a a greater. I guess they have they are they're more knowledgeable in this in this area of politics now more than ever. Mm-hmm. And here's a yeah. here's the thing about that, dog. And I would love to hear Rashida's thoughts on this perspective, mm-hmm. but I, I won't. I won't give my political ideology, but here to me is why Republicans win and Democrats tend to lose. And and if you look across the country, Republicans are constantly when we go to elections right. and we go to to the ballot. Democrats tend to vote for who inspired them and gave them the most hope. And if it's not my candidate, then I either stay home or I vote third party or I'm reluctant to vote for whoever is on that ticket. Republicans vote for who is a Republican. So it may be I may have been a uh, Jeb Bush fan, but if Donald Trump is on that ticket and he's a Republican, I'm voting for Donald Trump. Right. And, and And it goes from from the White House all the way down to our local politics is there are on the Democratic side of politics. There are 400 tents all on the same side where in the Republican side, there's one big tent who all who may disagree within, but they all come out with one candidate. Right. So and that's pretty what much makes them win. Pretty much what it sounds like you're saying is as a party, you feel like the Republican Party and their followers. Um, and I say followers now because now more than ever, it really seems like almost a court. Um, and we can go back and forth as to why we feel that, why I feel that way. Um, but let's be honest, the president doesn't conduct himself as a president. Um, and yeah. that's obvious. But aside from that, it, it sounds like you're saying that you feel like as a whole, the Republican Party is more joined. They're more together. More cohesive. Um, and, I mean, and I, look, I, mean, and I will say it. this. I will say this. 2016, I did not vote. Um, and because yeah. I said I, I, I'm not I dang, dang sure wasn't voting for Trump. And just too many things didn't sit well with me in regards to Hillary. I felt like she was taking the black votes as as a given, like, okay, my, my husband helped you know, y'all voted for my husband, so y'all gonna vote for me, obviously. Um we won't, because, we won't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> and, yeah, and, I, and, I and a lot of people but but I'm saying because you mentioned that as far as people not voting because it's they don't like the candidate as far as even if they identify with that party. But yeah. my my thing was um I, I just didn't feel I just didn't feel it. I, I didn't really right. feel like she was the one. I was a big Bernie fan um, right. for a lot of other reasons. And, and this, this time around the same way. But you, like you said, you touched on it. Yeah, we, we oftentimes do not. And up until about mm-hmm. two months ago, I didn't plan to vote this election because I'm not a not a believer in Joe Biden. Um, I I strongly did. Like in the primary, I strongly obviously liked Bernie Sanders. I, I, I really liked Kamala Harris um, and I liked Elizabeth Warren. Um, those three were the three that 
caught my attention. Um, but I almost didn't vote this time. And what stopped me is because I realized, yeah, me voting third party or me voting it not at all is a vote for a president that I don't think should have another four years. So I mean, because because look at it, dog. I mean, you see it in South Carolina. The most obvious. You have Lindsey Graham running for Senate right now. Man, he is horrible, for, man. He is who horrible. ran for My president. Gosh. Who ran? For, and, and I'm I'm not, I'm not here to to make a, an opinion, but right. who ran for president in 2015 and 16 and was a strong uh, was strongly against Donald Trump. He was probably Donald Trump's number one adversary on the campaign trail. Right. Who is now his right hand man. The number, his, you're right. His yeah. right. Yeah, he, he seemed to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like you, so that's, that's case in point that they do stick together. So that is something that yeah. I think we, we we have to begin to address. Um, because my biggest thing, and Ms. Williams, Williams, and you may feel the same way, and you may feel the same way as well, Austin. But my thing was, I felt like even early on, we had way too many people trying to represent the Democratic trying Party. And yeah, I felt like many, I felt like that should have been one of those situations. Somebody called somebody and say, hey, look, it's your time now. I'm going to fall back <laughs> and I'm going to let you get this thing. Right. I'm going to get my followers on board with you. I'm going to send you some money and we're going to make this thing do what it do. But no, instead, yeah. they kind of it, it was a lot of it was a lot of too, it was too many and a lot of people were talking good points. I mean, Cory Booker was a good a good one. Um, like I said, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, um, there were there were quite a few people that I even sat back and said, "Hey, man, if they just came together and put all of their issues on the table, they would reach a common denominator, and one person could emerge from that and be not and be a very very strong candidate." Um, but yeah, I yeah, think we very optimistic thinking. Yeah, well, yeah, but I, <laughs> I think that's true. But I, I think we ultimately, I guess, I was already thinking along the lines of what you're speaking on in regards to saying that feeling like we we're not together as a party like we should be. Yeah, I got um piggybacking off of. I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Williams, you got something to dump in on that part before I go into the next question. I had something like piggyback us into the next one. So, yeah, no, I wanted to say, yeah, okay, let me do, yeah, let me do that. But I do want to say, I agree with all of your points. You are correct, Austin. I can't say this, and Doc, y'all are correct. We do not find a common denominator, and I feel like they're trying to do that with Biden, but at the same time, I just got this feeling Mm -hmm. that Biden won't progress with that agenda once he steps into office. I can't say that. But then it does scare me, though, Doc, how you stated yeah, I'm not gonna say I knew. I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest you with you, okay? Ms. Williamson. I am a, um, I'm a fair person. Okay. And I look at both sides of every situation, whatever the situation may be. I really do. Now I can't say three, four years ago I was that type of person because I wasn't. Um, that's what life is about. It's about growth. And in 2016, I did not take enough consideration into into play and realize that, hey, me not voting at all is a vote for him. It's someone who I am 100% against to not go and vote for somebody I'm about 60% against. Um, so, yeah, it, it was a vote for him. You're, you're absolutely right. And I think that's why I have begun from experience to, sh- to tr- attempt to shift the narrative and let my friends and, and relatives know, like, hey, yeah, even though we're not on board with him completely, and by him, I mean Joe Biden, even though we're not aboard completely, um, we still have to kind of we still have to vote for him because we don't want this other man to get into the office for another four years. 
and I I think the biggest thing that that drove that that drove that factor was the fact that in 2016 nobody really thought Trump really had a chance exactly. to go in and win the election. So, and I think with everybody thinking like that, it drove a lot more people. Exactly. To say, you know what? I can sit this one out. You know what I'm saying? Because if I don't go vote, man, he ain't finna win this election. Right. And you know what I'm saying? I went to sleep that night. You know what I'm saying? I thought everything was. I'm glad good. you slept. And I went I to sleep work night the too. next day, bro. Listen, I worked at a, I worked at a 99 percent <laughs> black school at that time, bro. Like, and the people that wasn't black in my school, they didn't, they didn't believe in the Republican Party. But when I tell you I went to work, and that was the saddest day, I've. That's the saddest I've ever seen <laughs> a group of people look. <laughs> Cause everybody was really like in it felt like a matrix, bro. Almost it felt like, like no, no, no yeah, pun, no was, pun, no pun on the Greek term, but it really felt like the it yeah. felt like the matrix. It, it really didn't feel like it was real. Yeah, like I didn't understand like to be in that moment and be like, bro, what just really happened just now? But what people have to like, understand, he really was elected. what people have to understand is that elections and Rashida being in Georgia probably knows this better than the rest of us is that elections work in waves. So in 2016, you get a little bit of a blue wave in Georgia. In 2018, with mm-hmm. Stacey Abrams' election, you get a little bit of a blue wave in Georgia. So now in Georgia, you have Georgia and North Carolina, you have highly contested uh, up ballot races in Georgia. You have Biden, who is as a Democrat, competing heavily in Georgia and North Carolina because of because of. 2018 to 2016. So while you may not yeah. win your election, while you may not get your candidate this election, you may be yeah. setting up a down ballot candidate in the next election, or you may be setting up a greater election in the next election, a greater candidate in the next election. So just you mm-hmm. sitting it out this election is going to have impact on the next one. Right. Yeah. And that, and that actually brings me to the, the question I was about to ask, man, like what knowledge or experience do you have on voting or politics that you think is most critical for young voters to know. And I think that that kind of hits on it. So is there anything else that you think is like the most critical information for the young 18 to 25 age range for them to know as far as voting and politics in general? Man, really, really, it's 18. I feel like it's 18 to 30 years old, man, because like you you got to realize like yeah, I think it's that 18 to 30 year. Like, I know that's not a margin that they generally categorize together. Because, dog, you at 36. <laughs> hey, bro, at heart, at heart, I'm really like 55, man. Like, y- y'all boys, y'all boys knew me when y'all was online. Like, when y'all pledging, like, you know, y'all boys knew me. So, I'm the, I'm the old man and everything. Like, I don't feel like I done lived this life, like, for 100 years. So, I'm just, I'm sitting here, oh, yeah. Neo. Not here, hey Neo, I'm just sitting here. I'm ready to get married and ready to start a family, Neo. I'm not just I'm not done. Here, I don't even want to go out and have fun no more, Neo. I just want to be a family, man. That's it. But yeah, man. I think it's that 18 to 30 years. Yes. But but what yeah, but but back to Tron's uh question, though, you know, what do you feel What do y'all feel is most important for yeah. them to, to know before they head to the, the ballot? So can I so let me start off. I'm going to say this. I feel like hey, what our generation, and I'm just going to say our generation because I feel the same way how y'all was feeling, mm. but we mm. don't utilize our phone like we were intended right. to use our phone. All so day. when I say that, as in we pick up the phone for social media, right? 
You want to look at somebody else's drama, but yet you won't look at your senators or your representatives' drama on their social media. Understand that candidate after the match. What's those apps? Or use your phone. What, what's to those apps? The apps? Hold on, she don't. So, there's too many to name. You can understand and give, comprehend. Give me, give me three top, yeah. top three. So, for me, yeah, there's literally too many names. Let me, let me get in my phone. Let me get in my phone. So, Bill Track Fifty. That one really focuses okay. on mm -hmm. the nation as a whole whenever it comes to any legislation being passed in D.C. Any legislation. You'll literally see if it's sitting on the floor, how many votes have counted, who voted for it. You need to look at that, that representative's track record. That's the other thing I like to tell people right. about that. Mm -hmm. Look at their track record. Just because they promised one thing and then they switched up on the vote, you need to take note of that. Um, you could also use yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely gonna, app. We definitely gonna put them in the uh, episode description. I, yeah, yeah, I got two as well. Just, you got uh, you got Newsbreak. That's okay. a good one. Okay, so and, yeah, and so, this may be lame, okay, but you perfect. got Twitter. Okay. People poke I fun at me because I follow politicians on Twitter, but that's where I get a lot of my That timeline got to be boring. I disagree. It's okay. So don't say it's boring because what you need to understand is like how he used his quote. Was it Aristotle? If I'm mentioning correctly, with his quote. Politics is always literally thinking about you and people are not realizing that yeah. because especially if we go to break down the differences right. between the two, you may have thought like everybody thought Trump winning was going to be a joke. Well, guess what? CNN set right. it up for uh, a yeah, joke. Man. So all y'all going to see little snippets at the shade room post and then you're going to think, oh, he's still not going to win. Again, we're back in the system of being brainwashed about okay. something. Okay. So that's why I said utilize your phone. So another app, I just found it. It's Empowered. Now, I know it mainly focuses in Georgia. Mm -hmm. They could have okay. expanded it by now. It literally goes down to the appointees. Right. So that's another mm -hmm. reason why I say I, I understand politics, but other people might not. So that social media that I go mm -hmm. back to, look at who yeah. they're following. So again, with Trump, his cabinet, they're all appointed. They're all his friends. Meaning partisan legislation mean they're going to say yes to anything Correct. he wants to do yeah. so you need to see who are their friends that they're going to appoint in these positions that's the only one so that's why i say if you want to dig one. into drama dig into your congressman their, their chief on. of staff the, you know your senator state senator you mm -hmm. know or whatever it may be they're tweeting as well and some of them say some uh, newsworthy stuff Crazy too, things, but they're, yeah. but, they're not, but they're not the president of the United States, right? Yeah, right. Well, let me ask y'all both this: If you guys, you, uh, Mr. Exactly. Nichols, or you, uh, Miss Williamson, if you guys become, uh, let's just say, let's go out on a limb. I'm not even gonna say on a limb because it's, it's all possible. Say you guys become president, do you feel like you would appoint? <laughs> Your, your boy, can your boy, can your boy get a position? Can y'all find a find a place for me? Like, I'm, hey, dog, I mean, I got a good place for you. Where you got me at? Talk to me. Talk to me. Matter of fact, after we wrap this up, social media. <laughs> hey, that's what my position. Hey, that was my position. That was my position in the chapter, yeah, for real. So my boy was a podcast on social media. My boy made a position up. For himself, I really man. did, man. I, I really did. Somebody made a position up, boy. Hey, you ran that shit to a T, yeah, though. Man, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that, was, that was you. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, if either one of y'all ever get to that, you know, that level, even at a state level, you know what I'm saying? 
sexual education, you know, I'll let your boy. You know what I'm saying? I got <laughs> I got the public education background. I got the charter school background. Ooh, man, I, I what, man, what was the question? Try not to run for office. What was the, what was the question? <laughs> hey, you know, just bring me in. You know what I'm talking about? Just bring me in there. But now, the, the question was just what? What's the most critical information for our generation of voters? Like, what what do they need to know? Um, I, I really. Th- there's no real answer other than I, I was not expecting Rashida to say what she said, and I think that that's honestly the best answer. Um, yeah. But leave it to the black woman, man. She always gonna leave it to yeah, the absolutely. Who, who is the backbone of the Democratic Party? Thank that doesn't, you. you know, we just gonna keep throwing that out there. Um, n- not that yeah. I'm a Democrat, just I just just objectively. Again, saying, thank you. Um, <laughs> Let's let that know. But but also disagree, but disagree. Uh, Mr. Also, Mr. Straight on the fence. <laughs> I just don't want to release my political ideology. Absolutely, you know, I work for, I work for a judge that's right me. now, so I'm yeah, not absolutely, no, 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 I absolutely, feel, I feel that, absolutely. Uh, we we understand, yeah, bro. Yeah. We I you. work for the Hillary campaign. I think that says enough. Um, right, right. But but um, the biggest thing I think for eighteen to thirty year olds is understanding that we have spent eighteen. We spent the first eighteen years of our lives looking at politics as this is something our parents and grandparents do. Right and now, we are becoming the the majority right absolutely um and, and mm-hmm. so when you're talking about you know you're voting for a candidate based off what tax policy they have or what social security or what health care is going to be available or what your um uh you're talking about uh climate control you know, you know climate control? climate yeah. yeah i don't know not climate control yeah. i'm looking at my thermostat Oh, um, okay, word. Yeah. <laughs> climate change okay. or, or and then and then like yeah. y'all said earlier you're talking about education these all directly impact us right now um, right. yeah and, and are likely mm-hmm. going to that impact us until we're retirees and into our retirement whereas many mm-hmm. of these things that are honestly being passed in in congress or in our state <laughs> legislature that are people who are a generation or two ahead of us, it really doesn't impact them all that much. It's going to impact us over the next 40 years. It may impact them for the next right. five and 10. Right. And I, um, I think that's a big thing, man. Like I'm saying, like our generation, we know how politics work. We just use our political knowledge in other areas. Like I, I agree. we know how to work around politics in school. <laughs> mm-hmm. In college, in the classroom with the teacher, we know how to work the people and work the system. We just don't use that. Yeah, we're not a finesse. On how to work <laughs> and know people. We know, yeah, we know how to finesse, yeah. bro. We're finessing every aspect of the world except when it comes to being like political and politically correct. We don't use that knowledge that we have in the right areas, man. Like, we know how to get by with stuff, we know what to say and who to say it to. Who to not say certain things to? That's the same thing that politicians are doing. They know who they need to go talk to to get certain things done. They know what they need to say at this rally versus when they go to another rally. They know who their audience is, and we know who our audience is when we talk about certain topics. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. topics. Yeah, but we just don't use it in the same realm as we should, as far as things that are better us for, like Austin said, thirty, forty years from now. Because I think we just don't see. We don't see that far down the road. That's another thing our generation doesn't see. We want to see instant mm-hmm. results. We want it to happen in 30 days or less. Like the first 100 days, we're probably looking for the president to do everything in the first 100 days of office. Yep. And knowing that it's not going to mm. happen in the first 100 days, 
we gonna feel like they failed after that first. I mean, game. not, not seeing a whole really board. A set us up. Right, it's gonna set us up for years and years down the road. Like that's the one thing that I know most people remember uh, when they talk about American government. The benefits from the president, you don't really see him until the next right. president steps into the office, and that's something that we gotta really like grasp on. Like we gotta be comfortable with the fact that hey, I'm voting for this person. I may not see everything happen right now, but I know it's going to set something up down the road. Like, we got to be able to see that, and that got to be able to encourage us to actually go out and do our part in voting and learning more about what each party is bringing to the table. Well, let me ask you this, though. Like, how realistic is some of these things that these politicians touch on about bringing, uh, making, or uh, I guess putting into effect? How realistic are some of these things to happen within these four to eight year terms? And the reason I ask that is because I know a good bit of things that um, President Barack Obama did in his during his eight years. We're not. We're just now beginning to reap some of the benefits of some of the programs he put into play. Um, i.e. some of the things that President Trump has uh, are previously to the corona that he bragged about. Um, a lot of those things were things that the, mm -hmm. the Obama administration actually got the ball rolling on. So how, how many how how realistic is it for certain uh, uh, a specific um, presidential party or presidential um Oh man, I lost my track of wording. But well, I, 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 th I think yeah. what you, I think what you're getting at is like, how realistic is it for whoever comes in next, to do to, if it's Trump again or if it's Biden? To do what they say. What kind of changes yeah. are we gonna see? Yeah, like are we gonna see some real changes? So I would personally say that y'all are absolutely correct that he mm. did inherit everything. So yes, we are not gonna see anything probably to his second term. Or even if it's first term, the most that he can do depends mm -hmm. on who's in that Senate mm -hmm. right. and who's in that House. So that's why it's more important, like y'all said, focus on right. the right. other people on the ballot. Please right. focus on the other people on the ballot because that really determines a lot right. of things as well. Mm -hmm. right. And well, and also, you, in in politics, you got their uh, and, and Rashida knows this too. You've got your issue topics, which are hot button issues that like abortion or Roe versus uh, Wade. Yeah. Or, or, uh -huh. or, um, yeah. Uh, you know, things like that, that really are not like no one president is going to roll back. Right. Um, or, you know, it, and then you've got actual policy agenda issues. So when you have things like, um, the Paris Accords, which work toward climate change, that's something that's an initiative by the president of the United States. Obama helped create that and get us into it. And Donald Trump pulled it back. Right. We have Ro something like Roe versus Wade. That's something that's going to go up through the court system. That's not going to happen in, in maybe even a presidential term. I mean, right. look at look at uh, the Affordable Care Act. Uh, Obama, Obama signed the Affordable Care Act mm -hmm. in the law in 2010. We didn't mm -hmm. see it become into effect until really 2013. Yeah. 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 Really recent. Honestly. Yeah. Recent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, though. Um, Both of you guys, uh, that kind of really kind of segue us into this next question. But what do you feel like? Um, What are the major differences between the two presidential candidates now? Um, And I, and I know you guys may uh, may identify with a, a specific party, but I think you guys are pretty fair individuals. You guys are all educated. So what do you feel like is the aside from the 
personality aspect, what do you feel like are the biggest uh, differences between the two candidates that are currently running out? We're about a week out from finding out. Well, hopefully finding out um, yeah. the day yeah, of who, who, who wins. Uh, I would say, honestly, people need to understand that with Biden, he's actually going to do something. With right. COVID-19. Yeah, because we, we plan for COVID. Yeah. I mean, like it, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out this COVID plan has been straight bullshit. Like, let's just be honest. It's not one. I don't know, man. I, that 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 stimulus check might get about <laughs> Shit, more. Bro, that's about it. But the <laughs> thing about that, even with that stimulus, though, it didn't do nothing but send out, send us outside to want to spend the money. Like if we oh, be, as a whole, man, it ain't, it ain't not us. I mean yourself. us, but I'm saying, no, I'm saying as a whole, saying, it seemed like people were out as soon as them checks dropped. Like, but I mean that's like, a, that's the point of it. It's a stimulus. Yeah, these yeah, that's true. Crab balls, seafood balls, every other week, blowing the things drop. Yeah. Telling you, but no, like in all seriousness, <laughs> though, Biden's gonna actually have a plan, plan yeah. for COVID 19. We need to think about education. Mm-hmm. Like, was Trump really trying to help us, especially when it comes to public educators like yourself? Man. Like, you know, you gotta think about that. Is he really trying to raise your salary? Y'all, the ones shaping the minds of the future that, to how yeah. we vote. I also gotta think about the Me Too movement mm-hmm. that happened. So, with Title IX, like, Biden's gonna actually assist with that. Now, you already know yeah. how Trump is. Puts her hand somewhere yeah. else. Um, and then additionally, <laughs> with HBCUs, one thing I do want to note. Right. Okay, I'm glad. I'm yeah, this way of saying I'm glad you said time. it because it was a lot, a lot of, people, of scrutiny in regards to if he actually was telling the truth because he tells so many lies with the yeah. Tell future them act. to look up the future act. The future act is going to tell okay. you everything that he literally allocated yeah. eighty five. Okay, okay now compare. Why well, make it make it money more? I mean, that's over. Now. That's okay. over with the next ten years. So, well, well, let me ask you this: this way, hey. it, is, it is better what we hey. have. compared to. I would yeah, say yeah, compared yeah, yeah. to the Obama administration. <laughs> do you feel like let, let's be completely honest here? Do you feel like the Trump administration has done more, or this plan that he initiated has is going to do more for the HBCU community opposed to anything that uh, the Obama administration put out? Okay. Yes, you're correct. I feel oh, like mm-hmm. Obama just used it as a photo yeah, okay. op because of that's his fair. skin yeah, color. Yeah. I feel that. I, so, I, I hear that a lot, gonna... like as far as like what's going <laughs> on, and like that's that's like the one key topic that uh, the one key point that Trump brought up in the last debate that really, you know, what I'm saying like caught my attention. You know, what I'm saying like Joe Biden said he gonna do this, he gonna do that. Well, man, you've been in the office for eight years, man. Like, what? Where was the sense of urgency? You know, to get the ball rolling while you was right. in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these things you're promising now, uh, why wasn't you, like, trying to get those things done then? And that's, his only response was, I was the vice president then. It wasn't no I tried and this would happen or I failed at it at that point, but I plan on doing this differently. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think a lot of people overlook that. Like, we look at uh, we look at, like, the berserkness of what Trump is saying and doing. Versus, like, what's really going on behind but, the scenes. Now, th- granted, I'm not that. I'm not that qualified. I'm, I'm not that knowledgeable. Everything that's going on behind the scenes, but it's just certain little small things that we can pick up and be like, okay, there are there is some truth here. You know what I'm saying? But this is yeah, he got a point. I, yeah. I, I, I think I think Dog and Tron know how I feel about Obama, so I, I have to say this. But <laughs> they try to impeach this man for wearing a tan suit. And for passing sentencing reform, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so if this man would have came out yeah. and said that he was doing something 
exclusively for the black community. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Right. But see, look, and this is my thing on it, and I want all y'all to weigh in on it. It's like this. Look at it like this, man. And this is how I always measure Obama's administration, his eight years. Um, number one, I will say this on record. Waking up in 2008, the next day, with a black man being president, like the power that I felt as a kid in high school at that moment is unmatched. I can't even describe it because I never would have thought that we would have seen a black president. I really, truly would have never thought that. So it meant a lot to me to even be able to 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 be able to live in these times, those times. And once we get grandkids and stuff and be able to say, hey, I remember when we had our first. Man, black my president. grandma still got um, all Obama stuff on her wall in the kitchen. I mean, in the living room, yeah, bro. It, it's still there. It's amazing, bro. It's amazing. And I and I feel like, and I may be wrong, but I feel like my grandmother told me she cried when he won. And I could be wrong, but I believe she did. And you have to realize our journey because like uh, Ms. Williamson spoke on earlier, we're not too many generations removed from slavery. So to see that we're just a few generations down the road and we have a, we had a black president means a lot. But my say, it brings me to my second point. My second point is it's like this. You're the first black person to do anything. They are going to look at you as you're, you're the experiment. And what I mean by that, if you fuck it up, and excuse my language, but if you fuck this up, there will never be another black president ever. And they will use him as a reason why we shouldn't have another black president. So I felt like a lot of things that he wanted to get done, he didn't really necessarily want to show too much favoritism because if he came in and did only just for his his group of people it would prove or it would give them evidence to back their already hypothesis about which obama didn't president. want to do anyway obama, obama that, wasn't a president for the black right. community and, and let's always keep in mind <laughs> right. proudly right. he is a biracial individual but Oh, Obama was right. a president for the United States, and I think that gets back right to your Definitely. central to your central question or trying exactly. central question of what is the difference between these candidates, um, and and just trying to be objective here. We we've we've given Sorry. President Trump a, a lot of kudos for the some of the successful things that he has done. Um, certainly not, yeah. I don't know about certainly that. he hasn't. But. We haven't given him credit for everything he has done. But the difference between the between the candidates, Biden doesn't. When you talk about certain agendas, particularly with the black community or with climate change or, you know, some of these very important topics, like you talked about his age, mm -hmm. Biden right now don't have an option if he wins. Uh, I mean, he has, he has a black right, female yeah. vice presidential candidate. If they win, he is older. He's likely to be a one term president. And if not, you know, and if he is a right. two term president, he's. He was the vice president to Obama. He's going to have a vice president, Kamala Harris. The Democratic Party is going to be looking to set up the next four to eight years after Biden. And, and yeah, with right. the way uh, social media and with the social climate that we're in right now, Biden is not going to is going to be probably the only candidate in our history who doesn't have the option of but doing as much as what he campaigned on as possible. He, he's not yeah, really uh -huh. in a position to to campaign and give false promises and then retreat because uh, right now we're in a, an environment where we're holding people's feet to the fire and the Demo and the Democratic <laughs> Party and, yeah. and Biden in particular 
is in a is in a place right now where people will really with Trump it's different. You can hold his feet to the fire, and hit him and his base they don't care. With the Democratic Party right. and, and with don't. honestly majority of Americans, because while he did win the the you know the electoral college, he didn't win majority of the vote. And majority of the people in America are holding candidates' feet to the fire. Biden's not going to have that option. He he's not going to be able to fall back into the shadows and dip out and be like, yeah, I know I promised uh, that we would reform, you know, the tax code, but you know, I, I can't really do that right now. No, nah, he he's going to have to come out swinging. Right, and I think I'm gonna tell you what I feel like, and you uh, you can let me know if you feel the same, um, and Ms. Williamson can do the same. But I feel like right now, at this specific race, presidential race, a lot of us are that are voting or have vote, and I'm not afraid. I voted for Joe Biden. I already sent my absentee ballot in, but I think that a lot of us that voted for him solely voted for him because of yeah we heard all the other things he said just like we heard all the other things uh the trump administration had said but it boils down now to decency mm -hmm. and morale morals and to dating back to when this man was even running it, there was an incident that I, I i hardly ever see it brought up and i don't understand why but when he kicked the, uh, I don't remember where he was at, but he kicked the black woman out of his rally and said that this was the old days, she was hard and feather. And that's just one incident. I mean, you got, you know, him calling Hispanics uh, rapists and things of that sort. But I think this this election boils down solely to who is, and, and we only know these individuals just based off of what they give us. But it boils down to who has more, who, who has morals. And who has decency about not only the American people, but just the world. And I, I just truly, strongly believe that based off of what he his actions, that President Trump is, is not uh, is not the favorite, is, is not the best candidate. And, and I think they differ there. I think that's where they part ways. You, you can go all into his policies. Mm -hmm. You can go all into Trump's mm -hmm. policies. I just feel at the end of the day, the American people, the suburban women who is a, who who make a big impact on this election, the our, our age group, uh, the college graduates. I think we're all just focused on the fact that this just isn't a decent human being, and that's the reason why we're voting the opposite of him. Uh, and and I am uh, trying to. I will carefully say that I believe if depending on who is elected and based on and really piggybacking everything you just said. My fear is that if the candidate that you're referring to doesn't win, how how do we recover? It's important just to get out and vote because you need to understand, again, that politics is always going to be thinking about you. It doesn't matter even if you don't even try to, like, understand it or even want to listen or watch the recordings of everything that's going on. People need to understand that voting is power. I hate mm -hmm. to use that cliche. I understand voting is power is a cliche, but it's going to help you in the long run. Like we said, mm -hmm. it's the after effects. And what you don't want to happen is we get old and everything that we needed right now is gone just because we simply didn't right. want to vote. I think what me and Dalton were just talking about with Biden is I, I was just saying, and, and I think I've done got too, so far down this rabbit hole anyway, I'm clearly a Democrat. Um, and <laughs> but uh, it, it, my my fear is that 
if Biden wins, and, and I'll be frank, I mean, I supported Biden. I, I was a Biden fan and a Biden supporter before he ran. And I think okay. I think I talked to right. one of y'all about this before. I think it was Dog. Before Biden jumped in the race, I was with Beto. When Biden jumped, yep, in the, yep, uh huh, yeah, 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 yeah. When Biden jumped in the race, I, I, I am a fan of Biden. I am a moderate liberal Democrat. Um, yeah. I, I know that's a lot of care, you know qualifications, but that, I mean that's that's my idea. Can, can, real quick though, can you can you explain what the liberal portion of because I know we have they have Republican liberals as well, right? Right, and then they have conservative so, Democrats. Can, Right. So can you kind of touch real quick on those two? What are the, what is the difference between the conservative and liberal approach? Uh, so just on basic on on the basic level, uh, a conservative is somebody who is tends to be more traditional and, and more uh, aligned with uh, the fundamentalism of the Constitution and and, okay. and, and the letter of the law or, or whatever the, that policy may be. Um, and not mm-hmm. necessarily expanding it too much uh, outside of that. I don't want to get too much into originalism, um, but they're right, kind of right. one and the same. Um, okay. and, and that goes across, that typically goes across uh, social constructs as well as fiscal policy and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Liberal um, tends to be more uh, uh, leaning toward, uh, I, I don't want to confuse liberal with progressive, um, mm-hmm. but tends to be more, policy driven that that is outside of the traditional norms or or outside the original meaning of, of whatever the text may be um, okay. and, and, and tends to be more all encompassing um, and, and tends to be and I'm trying not to show favoritism either but mm-hmm. tends to be not boxed in into a particular uh, set of ideology but more so all you know all embracing of of ideologies and and religions and mm-hmm. and spiritualities and, and ways of life, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I, I call myself a a moderate liberal in this kind of like Biden, kind of like Obama and the Clintons. That's kind of my uh, ideology, mm-hmm. and, and mainly because I'm I'm from South Carolina. And if you're a Democrat in South Carolina, you're mainly more than likely a a if you're a candidate in South Carolina, you're typically a moderate Democrat. But right. what what that what I right. mean by moderate liberal means is that while I I tend to vote and tend to always uh, lean liberal, I am not on the Bernie Sanders or Sanders or Elizabeth Warren spectrum, um, or even the Cory Booker spectrum. So I, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not a fan of uh, a single payer medical uh, uh, health care. So as mm-hmm. in just completely the government provides health care. Um, mm-hmm. For several different reasons, that's just an example. Uh, I am very much an Obama Biden healthcare supporter, where you have a private, a privatized healthcare system, but also a government. You have an option. System. Yeah. Right. Um, right. And so that's what I mean by liberal, moderate liberal, and then Democrat. I mean that's the party I, I, I vote with. That's a party I would caucus with if, if, if asked. Um, and right. so that's what I mean by my ideology. But right. excuse me, and that tends to lean more, like I said, with Biden, Obama, the Clintons, um, the Kennedys, uh, who are uh, some more, they're probably more conservative than I am, but 
Yeah, I think the Kennedys. Yeah. I, I finna say I think they were a little bit more conservative. Yeah, that's all what you tell them. Yeah, yeah, but but also, I mean, for you got to think about for their time. I mean, they they were yeah, 50s that's true too. Sixties, they they that's were true. they were innovative. They were ahead of the game. They were they were, def- yeah. they were definitely ahead of the game. They were ahead of the time for yeah, for their time. It it was a time. It was a time yeah, at that time at that time in history. Don't you know black people had Kennedy pictures up right beside their Martin Luther King pictures they and still so do. on and so forth? Yeah. Yeah. And be, I, be, yeah. So, I regularly yeah. see Jesus, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Obama, Luther King, and John and then Kennedy. Kennedy. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It um, like that, man. But uh, I don't even remember why where we was going, but just explaining my ideology. My ideology. Um, yeah. But I, I get, oh, what I was saying was, is my fear is that uh, if we don't elect Biden Harris, mm-hmm. uh, will people uh, in our society be able to mentally recover and emotionally recover from that? Right. That's, that's something I, I honestly, these past, the past two or three weeks, bro, I really been thinking about that a lot. And the reason is, it's hitting me a lot harder now is because. I work for a 99.9% black population right now. So I seen what it did to the school I worked at when, when Trump was elected. So to even think about what happened if he was reelected, going into school, well, not going, virtually, virtually going into school, working with my uh, administrators. And I don't think mentally that we're prepared for what could possibly be a re-election. You know, I don't I don't think the population of voters we have right now, with everything going on with Black Lives Matter, this that, and the third, I really don't think that the United States can handle or is prepared to be able to handle that unless something drastically changes on the first week of I a re-election. I don't see that happen. And I'm hoping we don't have to I'm hoping we don't have to. Yeah, I know, I know that's like almost impossible to happen, but I just hope that we don't have to worry about that happening. And then on the flip side, if Biden and Harris do win, I hope it's still not a big backlash on all the Trump supporters. Like all the, you know, you know how they're motivated. You know what I'm saying? Like it's some very, very strong Trump supporters out here. And they are ready to stand back and stand by. Literally, if he's not reelected. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I, I'm in a bigger city now, and I'm in a bigger population. I just don't know what that is possibly going to look like if that. And, and what is what is honestly you know, sad, and, and and it's and it's solely President Trump's fault, is mm-hmm. that Dude. there are Trump supporters. There are people who voted for Trump, who are not. Um, these uh, what, what are they? The Proud Boys? They're not uh, racist, uh, yeah, right, I, yeah. Before you even jump into that, I, I have to remind people often, like just because somebody supports Trump doesn't make them racist. Now, I we can begin to question, like, okay, well, what are your views on race if you allow a president to say these type of things about other races and you don't feel like, and and they'll, and I've had these conversations with Trump supporters, and they'll, and I, one of my one of my good friends, um, a gentleman that I worked with at Enterprise, and a really great friend, actually hit me up today about another topic another topic uh he actually actually hit me up on instagram <laughs> and said hey I, I listened to all the episodes um and this is a white guy italian guy um and he said hey i've listened to other episodes and this i have an idea for this episode i would love to come on and talk about it um but 
I said I say because I, I have friends, very few, um, who are Trump supporters, but I have friends who don't agree with some of the other things, but overall they agree with the candidate. But just because they are supporting him, um, I don't necessarily feel like that makes them racist. But I do question at some point, where do you draw the line? Where do you feel like it is an issue? And I always allow them to speak. And if they point out these specific things, I'm like, okay, well, we're on board there in regards to, you know, not, um, I guess, not supporting the racist remarks, even though he comes out all the time and say he's not a racist. But we all know he's a racist. Um, and, 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 I'm the least and there's, racist and I, and president. I know yeah. that there's yeah. a psychological <laughs> challenge that they go through with feeling of, yeah. like, I may not even be the biggest Donald Trump supporter. I just kind of liked his his style that he came in, in with in 2015 and 16. And right. I, I do like his his policy and some of his messaging. And then some of it just makes my skin crawl. Right. But when I but when I yeah. say but I agree with most of what he's saying and, and does. But with this other stuff that he does is so outlandish. It makes it makes me want not not me. I'm saying I, I can't imagine what these people are going through because I yeah. certainly did not vote for him. Yeah, um, yeah. they I can't imagine what they go through with the feeling of but like like almost like challenging themselves or, mm-hmm. or, or trying to hide from themselves Hi, yeah. that they would vote and support somebody who would say and do these things this type of to thing. where they get to to where they try yeah. to like turn a blind eye to it. Like nah, that can't be it. That that yeah. can't that can't be what right. I support. I supported this. And that that ain't that ain't what I supported, and then that can't be true. You know what I mean? Right. It, it's yeah. almost like that willful uh, ignorance uh, that that, and, and I don't say ignorance yeah. to be to be demeaning, but like, yeah, you just don't know. Yeah, just just know. trying just yeah. trying to avoid dealing with the the reality that I supported somebody who would say something like that. When overall, I really agree with what they say. Right. Yeah, I mean it's, it's got to be it's got to be a a challenge um and I'm I hope it is because that lets me know that there is some decent people left in this world uh in this country um you know because I am the first to say it. if Obama would have said some of the things that he has said I would be the first to denounce Obama or I'll be the first to say hey I don't agree with these specific things that he's saying um but I I feel like yeah, on the other hand a lot of his supporters have not spoke up and came out and spoke about these things um you know some have but but yeah but had, some they never had they never had yeah to, and, and i have those things so it's like they don't know yeah how and i have a family you. member who is a huge trump supporter and um lover to death but i've never had a conversation with her to see it like hey do you see exactly the issue you nah, <laughs> nah, bro. I ain't name dropping, but um, very, Omarosa. very. Oh, I thought, I thought Candace. Nah, man. You know, white like uh, people who about? support Donald Trump. Uh, they love to tell black people. They try to love, love to throw their Candace Owens in there. Oh, uh, but, but uh, anywho, man, like, <laughs> but, do, but anyway, man, my my thing is, man, it's just like, I, in regards to that, you know, I've never had a conversation with her to see where. She feel how she feel about some of these racial things that he has said, um, and, I, and I probably won't because it is really no need. You you know I, you believe what you believe, you support who you support, and um, there's no love lost there. But my thing is, we're the most divided. We're the most divided than we ever have been. Um, yeah. and, and it's like I said earlier. I think at this at this point, it boils down to who is the more decent, or who at least is appealing to be the more decent human being. Um, between the two candidates, mm-hmm. and, and that's really where 
I met with it. That's what ultimately made me decide to to vote for Joe yeah. Biden, opposed to not voting at all. Um, but yeah, man. So and yeah. I, I want to before we wrap up, I want to add this in there because it's been on my mind. But I think this is gonna be very controversial. Uh, but I can say it with y'all too. Yeah, on y'all's podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can't say this on, on anybody else's podcast. Only on the free lunch. Podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I'm a big Dave Chappelle fan. Yeah, and absolutely. and I and yeah. I and I think Dave Chappelle is honestly the greatest outside of Bernie Mac is the greatest stand up comedian of all time. Yeah, yeah, and, easily, easily. But easily. both Bernie Mac and Dave Chappelle have this quality that I think is very similar to Donald Trump. And that is, What's that? they speak. They speak their mind, and mm-hmm. many times, it's not even. You get this feeling like that's not even what they really believe, but they're saying it because it almost feels like. And, and it's not. And, and when I, or, they or know when I laugh at to. what they say, or when I, when I, you know, chuckle, or I'm listening to what they're saying, I really don't feel that way and believe it either. But I know what they're talking about, and it's almost like a release. Like oh, I'm glad he said yeah. it because I didn't want to say it because I don't really feel that I don't really feel that yeah. way. But but I that's what it. that's what makes Dave Chappelle so great. Dave Chappelle will say exactly what everybody else thinks or feels, even if it's not exactly how they feel. But it's something that came across their head. Like damn, yeah, well, right. I ain't gonna yeah. say it. You right. Somebody else. You right. And that's I think and I think Donald Trump has a lot of that in his supporters as well. Where it's like I really don't fully agree with what he's saying, but I kind of like that somebody is saying it. Like it just it just kind of gives me relief that somebody says it, even though I really don't even fully agree. Well, I tell you this, man. I have friends. Yeah. Who, like my friends that support him, a good bit of them have told me, uh, and I actually reached out to some of them prior to this episode. But a good bit of them told me the reason that they and their families voted for Donald Trump was because he was not a politician, and they're not the only ones. I know I've heard that several times that people voted for him because he wasn't a politician. Um, but I think being able to say what other people are are thinking is nothing is wrong with that whatsoever. But when you are the president of the United States, the leader of the free world, there are just certain things as a president you shouldn't say publicly. Right. Um, and, and I think that while it has helped him with his strong, strong following, it also has lost him a lot of his following as well. Um, and, and I think we're going to see yeah. that in this upcoming election that uh, a lot of people have kind of sh- kind of shied away from him because of uh, verbally some of the things he say, um, you know, i.e. making fun of, you know, people with handicaps, uh, talking mm-hmm. about our troops uh, in a negative way. In countries. Yeah, in, in other countries and, and, and things like that. So I, I truly, I, I had hope in the American people last time. And ultimately the American people, did their part because they <laughs> they they said I mean the popularity vote was for Hillary Clinton she won the popularity so ultimately we we did but we didn't do our due diligence because a lot of us like myself set out that election because we just felt mm-hmm. like it was no it was no way that he would win um and now here we are today man but yeah. you know it's been a good conversation man it's been a great conversation it's, it's been a great man. conversation man. And we need people like y'all to do the free lunch podcast because it's going to inspire somebody else to do a podcast that, you know, can be the Joe Budden podcast or can be the Breakfast Club. You know, somebody in Gaffney right now is listening to every single one of y'all's 
episodes. Right. Because y'all y'all did something for them yeah. a long time ago that y'all don't even know that y'all did. Right. Yeah, we hope so, man. Yeah, man. Well, that that mean yeah. a lot. That mean a lot. You saying that, man? We that's 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 our goal here at Free Lunch, man, to be able to spark somebody to go on and do something, you know, further on down the line, man. We don't know when it's it, gonna happen. It could have already happened. We, we don't even know that. You know what I'm saying? And it's right. like yeah. and, 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 and one right. one quote that always sticks with me, man. And I know, we, like, before we end this whole thing, and um. <laughs> nah, seriously. We seriously, that's how we man. Always yeah. That's how we always do. That's how like church. That's how like church ain't it, real man. I got five more minutes. Give me five more minutes, y'all. Right. But right. now, nah, look, seriously. One of the biggest quotes, man, that I live by, and um, I'm not afraid to, to tell it. I tell anybody that'll listen, man. My my journey and my story uh, to becoming the man I am is really, really uh, is a, is a uh, for me. I feel like it's an impactful story, and I have a journey, man. I really do, but. I've always lived by this by this quote. Um, even before I was ready to live by this quote, and and it's I may not change the world, but I can spark the brand that may. And that mm-hmm. is our and that, and that Tupac said that, so I got to give him his credit, R.I.P. But that is our sole purpose with, with what we're doing, man. Um, and even doing this this episode here, it's not your typical subject that we as young black people discuss, um, but it's one of those. Yeah, man. But it's one of those topics that right is now, imperative right? and, for our right. people yeah. because we have to right. begin. We have to begin to educate ourselves and figure out how to maneuver right. in this United States that is not necessarily set up to be in our favor. And that's and we the can't be, line. and we can't be scared mm-hmm. to not know. Right. We we a lot of times we don't have this conversation yeah. because we don't understand it enough. And so we just are, uh, are afraid or shy away from having the conversation because we don't think we understand. But you got to talk about it to understand. Yeah, right. Uh, the only the only way I learn yeah. truly learn anything about politics is just I just really just I mean I'm weird. So I watch the news, but I just talk to to people who do know. I right. just talk That's to people who, art, who, who do. And and then uh, you learn so many yeah. different things, and you don't even realize that you're learning it. Um, and so we just can't be scared to ask questions and we can't be scared to not know. Right, right, man. Well, man, and, 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 and I'm going to throw another what? quote out there. That's, that's better. That's better <laughs> than, than the Tupac quote. No offense, but it's a quote. It's it a quote. No, it better not be no biggie quote. It better not it's be no biggie quote. quote. It's not a biggie quote. It's, okay, it's okay. from the goat. I told right. my Jay-Z. story and made his story. Okay. 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 I'm... Shout out. Shout out to Jersey Drake. I thought you were gonna say a Jay Z quote, but uh, you know, no, I said to go. Yeah, I mean, we, that's another topic for another day. <laughs> but Jay Z definitely is the is the goat. Yeah, we we gonna yeah. jump to that. Jay Z is definitely the goat. But let's, I told on. my story and made his story. Okay, okay, and that's true. Yeah. Word, man. Well, well, look. Again, uh, we appreciate you coming in. Hey, any last. Thoughts to jump in where people can find you at Austin, but a little bit more. Um, uh, yeah, keep, keep in touch uh, with you um, before you get out on of here. Instagram. I'm underscore at Austin Drake on Twitter. I'm at Real Austin Drake. Um, I'm not on there as much as I should be. I need to get better at that. Um, but other than that, I mean, just yeah, I prefer people just talk to me in person. Y'all know how I am. Uh, yeah. Word, man. Well, look, we got a future lawyer in the building. We appreciate you coming in and stopping in. Free I appreciate lunch. y'all giving me the opportunity. With us, bro. Yes, sir. Also, where people can find me, I'm always on Instagram 
at Rashida. That's R A S H I D U H H H. So three H's. If you want to follow the New Freedom School, it's at New Freedom School. Again, it's a nonprofit organization. We're focusing on educating the African-American community. And additionally, I did not add this earlier. We are focusing on assisting people to run okay. for office. We want to assist people with that as well. We have the resources and we want to help you gain those resources, especially if you are in the state of Georgia. Again, you can stay tuned to our posts. You can always comment and you can always ask us questions, especially when it comes to the ballot on November 3rd. Right. Word, word. Appreciate we it. appreciate you taking time out. Stopping in with free lunch, dropping a little bit of knowledge that you do have. And um, we'll make sure we put all those links in the description in the bio. Everybody check out Rashida Williamson. And we do appreciate you for spending this time with us today. Hey, man, before we let you go, Neo, uh, I do want to give you your flowers while you can still smell them, man. That's one thing that I'm very, very big about on the free lunch podcast. We've had a couple of guests that I've known and I've watched grow. Uh, but I do want to let you know uh, your journey is very inspirational continue to make sure that you are reaching those who uh, want to listen and uh, honestly some of those who don't necessarily want to listen but you feel like they need to listen um, continue to get your message out there continue to impact lives I know you'll never forget where you come from um, but I, I certainly appreciate you and I'm very very much proud of you and I, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart man I really, keep on, really keeping on, appreciate y'all. Yeah, I appreciate you know all y'all have done. Y'all know y'all my my favorite. Y'all y'all know y'all my favorite pro fights. Now that's on so, record. You know that right? We we got hey, it on record. Hey, yeah. I put that. Hey, you ain't you, you, you ain't right. And, and, from, and, so. and the ones that's left is uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, you you got yeah, but that's on record, man. But nah, we we appreciate it, man, for sure, man. Um, I I really have watched you. You only made me mad one time, and we won't speak on that on the air because you hey, know that's that's I, that's us. I was that. talking to Tron. I was talking about that one time on a game not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about our pledge today, your pledge today. So we won't speak on that, man. Um, but y'all, for those listening, you do know PG, we, we go against the grain. So that's neither here nor there. But, <laughs> but man, we appreciate, we appreciate you taking man, time. Boy, so, and I and I, and I, just, I appreciate y'all, and I do love the podcast. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. Just when I thought it wouldn't get no sicker. Woke up one morning and heard this weird-ass motherfucker talking out the side of his neck. Me and all my peoples, we always thought he was straight. Influential motherfucker when it came to the business. But now, since we know how you really feel, it's how we feel. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah. I like white folks, but I don't like you. All the niggas in the hood wanna fight you. Surprise the nation of Islam ain't tried to find you. Have a rally out, and that's no sir. Home of the ride, the king ride, we don't give a fuck. Black students, ejected from your rally. What? I'm ready to go right now, your racist ass did too much. I'm about to turn Black Panther. Don't let Donald Trump win, that nigga cancer. He too rich, he ain't got the answers. He can't make decisions for this country, he gon' crash us. No, we can't be a slave for him. He got me appreciating nobody way more. Hey, Donald, and they ain't one that follows. You gave us your reason to be president, but we hate you. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. 
Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. I don't like your yeah, ass. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah. Nigga in my trip and let me know. I thought all that Donald Trump bullshit was a joke. Know what they say when rich niggas go broke. Look, Reagan so cold, Obama so hope. Donald Trump spent his trust for money on the vote. I'm from a place where you probably can't go. Speaking for some people that you probably ain't know. This pressure built up and it's probably gonna blow. And if we say go, then they probably gonna go. You vote Trump, then you probably all dope. And if you like me, then you probably ain't know. And if you been in jail, you can probably still vote. If we let this nigga win, we gonna probably feel broke. You build walls, we gonna probably dig holes. And if your ass do it, Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck you. Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Hold up, hold up, I got something to say. Hold up. We the youth. We the people of this country. We got a voice too. We will be seen and we will be heard. Hold up, I fuck with Mexicans, got a plug with Mexicans When a little need a switch, who I call Mexican? This comedy central ass nigga come be the president Hold up, nip, tell the world how you fuck with Mexicans It wouldn't be the USA without Mexicans And if it's time to team up, shit, let's begin White people feel the same as my next to Kent Let this nigga win, God bless the kids God bless the kids, this nigga wicked and weird When me and Nip link, that's bloods and crips When your LA rally, we gon' crash your shit Fuck Donald Trump Fuck Donald Trump Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump Yeah, fuck Donald Trump Yeah, fuck Donald Trump Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump Yeah